So we're in the, uh, the second part, by the way, for those that are joining us now, we're in the second part of um, the sh- of the series, which is we're talking about Sporim, right? So just to recap for those guys that are joining us for the first time now, so yesterday we discussed and we started the sugya of um, covered Sporim, of being very, very careful how to look after and treat Sporim. You mentioned some examples, you know, putting them on the chair, and then leaving them open, turning them upside down, and things like that. And we ended off with the Shiloh of taking uh, magazines into the bathroom. Now, today's Shiloh, which we started yesterday, which we were going to get to, is throwing out things, right? Seamus, we know, which we'll get to now, we'll talk about as a very chosh of the Indian, but it applies to many cases, not only by Torah itself. We all know, I don't think any of us have a sophic that if a mezuzah basically gets, you know, ruined or it's old or whatever it is, so obviously I've got to put that in Seamus. There's a double portion of Sefer Torah, obviously, and we'll talk about that. But, you know, what happens... You know, even to my, the notes that you write on share or things like that. That's a double posture. This is Toyo Mamish and it obviously requires Kniza. But what about like magazines? Like, you know, you have, as we said, we can only mention one of them. We can only mention the Mishpacha magazine. The other ones, you'll have to figure out what they are. Newspapers. You know, we have all sorts of, um, they, they give out, you know, the you know, Arab Shabbos. They give out all these papers with like all sorts of things on there. Also Torah. Do, do you have to like put them in Geniza? Do you have to tear out the Torah and then put the Torah in Geniza? Like, are you allowed to put them in the bin and the garbage can? What's the din? Right? It's, it's a very interesting shayla. As I mentioned yesterday, it's a shayla that a lot of people just don't have clarity in because A, they never thought about it. B, they never asked a shayla. And uh, it's not the type of thing that generally people are going to say, a halacha seder. Okay, what are we going to learn a halacha seder today? Okay, let's learn hilchas geniza. I never heard such a thing in my life. Well, partly because whenever you ask someone what halacha do you want to learn, mostly the answer is... Exactly. So, um... Let's talk about the Makar. The Makar is a Mokin Avram and Yerodein Samakuf Nun Dalitzikotan Tess. And he says like this Says the Mokin Avram, just like a Sefer Torah requires Geniza, right? Geniza means putting it into a Klicheres, into an earthenware utensil, and burying it in the ground. Okay, that's what it means. That's what they do for Sifrei Torah. Says the Mokin Avram, the same thing applies to our Sporim as well. That every safer that gets ruined, it gets old, it gets worn out. What are you going to do with it? You can't, you can't just chuck it out. So, like, for example, let's say you get a new print of the Orach HaShulchan, and that's a big simcha. To get a new print of the Orach HaShulchan is, is a major simcha in your house. It's an unbelievable simcha. It's an incredible simcha. I remember uh, I had a cousin of mine who's no longer alive, but when he got the a new print of the Mishtabruah, he wanted to make a Shechayonu, because the Simcha that he had, he had a Mishtabruah in his house, but it's like a new print, it's like so geschmack, you can open it up, you can see clearly it's Gavaldic, so he wanted to make a Shechayonu, it's a big shy if you're allowed to do that, but I'll go upon him, when you get a new print, so what do you do with the open? What do you do with all the sperm, the sedur, and the machzorim? What do you do with it? Says the Morgan of Rome, you bury it. You put it in Geniza. Now, it's interesting that the Prima Godim says that we don't paskin like this Morgan of Rome. However, the Maisa, from everywhere else, without mentioning all the names, we do paskin like the Morgan of Rome, and therefore it requires Geniza. That's what it is. I will tell you, there's an interesting tshuva that Ramosha has. Ramosha has a tshuva in Chelek Dalad, Simon Lamates, where he talks about Torah Pair is muta to throw out if it's not being used. If there's no Shem Hashem. Unbelievable Chiddush of Ramosha. Ramosha says, as long as there's no Shem Hashem, Torah has to be put Gniza. Torah Pair like a Gemara, for example, if there's no Psukim in there, which there is, but if there theoretically be a Torah Pair situation where there'll be no Shem Hashem, 
then it only has Kedusha while you're using it. Says with Moshe, once you're no longer using it, there's no Kedusha. And if there's no Kedusha, you can just throw it in the garbage. As I pass in the Maisa. However, Moshe ends off the tshuva like this. He says, this is only if the Gedolim in Eretz Yisrael agree to him. And it's interesting, because they did not. And Rav Yashav Zatzal, and Rav Nisim Karelet Zatzal, Rav Vozna Zatzal, and Shevet Halevi, all of them were cholik on Moshe. And again, Rav Moshe writes in this tshuva, that I'm only saying this if they agree to me in Eretz Yisrael, and the Maisa they didn't. So therefore, according to that, Ramosh himself would also be Machmeh, which means that Torah Peh, even if it's not being used, will still have Kedusha. There's an interesting tshuva, by the way, that even electronic, uh, like a shit, for example, Ramosh has a tshuva. What happens if you have an MP3 player, right, and you want to erase a shit, right? So someone sent you a shit, great shit, I listen to the shit, okay, I'll move on. It doesn't have to be on your MP3, it could be on your, on your phone, it could be in your computer, email, whatever it is, right? Someone sent you a shit, a great shit. Now, obviously, we mean the Torah share, right? There's Psukim, there's Chazal, there's Medrashim, there's Torah in there. Well, can I just erase it? Just press delete. So, the longest you could say is that in the physical world, that there's no Torah in a physical way, right? A chip, which is not our Sugi now, which we discuss when we go through Ksivon, Shabbos, it's always that Shiloh of, you know, if you've got like the, um, you know, you've got like a, a, a video screen, a video screen and a video camera at the front of your door, and then your know, people walk past on Shabbos and it goes on the video screen. Is that considered to be Ksiva or not? So without the video screen, it goes onto the chip. Now the chip really is not called Ksiva because it's not really written on the chip. I don't know, there's nobody here right now on the screen right now, will, but will remember this. But when I was in Yeshiva, okay, and this makes me sound really old, but when I was in Yeshiva, we didn't have mobile phones, we had a payphone in the Yeshiva, right? Uh, where's Yitzi? I think it will, I think it got removed. Where's Yitzi? Yitzi, I can't see Yitzi. But Yitzi will be confirming this with me. Where is he? Yitzi! Oh, it's, it's not there anymore, right? The payphone by the base measures, right? It's there? People use it? All those old-fashioned Avrechim that are still like, using yeah, the old yeah. payphone. They still use uh, it, no, yeah? The one, the one by the base Medrash doesn't work. Uh, the one by the base Medrash doesn't work, uh, but the one by the, by the, by the, whatever it's called, by the lunchroom does. Valdig, excellent. By the way, we have one in Yeshiva Space, David. Do you remember that one? The ancient little piece. I think recently got replaced with the smartphone uh, safe over there. But um, both of them being unused, unfortunately. But anyway, so um, so you got this old-fashioned phone, and you used to take this uh, the card, right? Again, I don't know how many people remember this. You took a card, you put the card in, you used to buy minutes on the card, and that's how we used to call home. That's how I used to call home my parents before Shabbos, right? That's how it was, right? Now, on this card, there was a small little, like, little lines on it. You could, talk, you, could you, almost, you could almost see, like, how much, how many minutes used, you've used up, right? So that might be more of a problem, but on our chips that we have nowadays, right? For example, if you would open up one of these things, yeah? The, you know, what they call a discord key, right? You call this, you open it up, I don't believe you'll see anything on this piece, there's nothing there you'll see. There's no Ksiva there. But Moshe says that when you want to erase a Sheh, you shouldn't really erase it, but you should replace it with another Sheh. That's what Moshe and Moshe Paskins over there, because he said it's a shtikala bizayin to the Torah. Uh, but according to Moshe Poskim, there's nothing to be worried about over there, because there's no more Moshe's over there whatsoever. So, okay, so that is our Hakdama to the Sugya. And again, we're, we're leading towards our major Shiloh of magazines. But before that, I want to clarify a few things, because a lot of people have a lot of interesting Shilas. I'll give you an example. 
right? You have the plastic on your tefillin bag, right? Not the shanky's bag. Okay, the, maybe the shanky's bag. Maybe the shanky's bag, right? You have the plastic bag that you carry your tefillin in when you go to shul. Now, I want to replace it. Can I just throw that bag out? Or does it, does it need Seamus? Right? That's one example, right? What about, for example, a mezuzah case? What about that? Does that require... You know, what about the cover on the beamer? You know the cover that we have on the beamer, the plastic cover? Does that require Seamus? What about your Esrug box? Not the fancy Esrug box. Talking about the one that you buy the Esrug and it comes in a paper box? Did you... Did all of... I, I don't know what you guys did, but if you probably left it in the cupboard in yeshiva, you can find it all there. But if you did take it, or you do not do something with it, what are you allowed to do with that? Okay, so, Havdalah candle. Anyone have thought about this? Do you have to put Seamus? Havdalah candle in Seamus? Does that require Seamus? So I want to give you a couple of ideas. We'll go through them, run through them, just to give you a klolistic kazakh, a general rule when it comes to these halachas. Okay? So there are certain things that we call kedusha. When you have a sefer with Torah in it, that's Kedusha Mamish, that's intrinsically Kadosh, and therefore obviously needs to be put in Shemus just like a sefer Torah does, that's the Morgan of Omar, that's a Now, then we have what we call Tashmishe Kedusha, okay? Tashmishe Kedusha means the things that serve or beautify Kedusha objects. One of the examples is the mantle that's on top of the sefer Torah. It's not a Kodesh item intrinsically, but it does make the Sefer Torah more beautiful, right? So that's the, the, that's the, the category of Tashmish Kedusha. And then we have the level lower than that, which is Tashmish the Tashmish Kedusha, which are the object, objects that serve or protect the Tashmish Kedusha itself. For example, the plastic around your Tvinim bag is, is a Tashmish the Tashmish Kedusha. The velvet bag holds the tefillin itself, that's a Tashmish to Kedusha. The plastic that holds the velvet bag, that holds the tefillin, it's almost like, you know, Yodei Sim and Sali, hey, nut bar nut. Too far, two step removed, two for, um, steps removed away from the item itself, it's a Tashmish to Tashmish. And then we have something called a, uh, um, um, a mitzvah item, for example, an esrug, right? Or we have the item that served the esrug, like the esrug box. Tashmishi de tashishme mitzvah, not kedusha. Now, what are you meant to do with those things? Okay? So let me be very, very clear. Again, Rabbi Sai, we're going to say this once and once only. Most people do not know halachas of Seamus and Gniza. This is your opportunity to have some clarity in the sugya. Again, so I've just gone through the categories. Now, after we're going to go, let's go through the halachas. There's what we call real Gniza, and there's what we call fake Gniza. Real Geniza basically means, real Geniza is taking it, putting it into a cheres, an earthenware vessel, right? Or nowadays they basically put it in plastic. If you ever saw them, you know, burying Seamus, they, they're putting it in a plastic thick thing. It's the same idea. And you bury it in a base Hakvoris, mamash, in, in a cemetery, in the base Olam, together with a Talmud Chacham. Not together mamash, but very close to a Talmud Chacham. That is actually what they do to Sifrei Torah, to Svarim, to mezuzahs, to Tefillin, all of these things. Anything that requires real Seamus, which we will get to in a moment, requires burying in a cemetery, in a plastic, near a Talmud Chacham. Okay? 
The truth is, most places will not bury near a Talmud Chochum nowadays. The reason for that is, is because, you know, space is very, very limited. They don't have unlimited space. And therefore, you know, if you start doing that, and Kanai and Horus Shemus obviously gets piled and piled and piled up. So what they do is basically is they designate a special place in the base Olim, in the cemetery, um, and in order to bury the Shemus. But it's not necessarily near a Talmud Chochum. I'm sure in some places, maybe in the world, they do that. But in most normal places that we come from, they're not going to be doing it next to a Talmud Chochum. That's the real Gniza. Then we have what we what I'm calling, for, just for, for my personal clarity, I call it fake Gniza. It's, it's, it's not fake, but it's, it's, it's regular Gniza, which basically means you take it in a plastic, regular Osherad bag, and you just bury it. Doesn't make a difference where. It could be in your back garden, it could be in a cemetery, it doesn't have to be, as long as it's in a safe place that nobody's going to dig it up and mess around with it. Okay, so those are the halachic categories. Now let's go in Rabbi Sa. Let's go Allah Alamaisa. Let me give you some ideas, okay? The following items that I'm going to say now require real Gniza. Real Gniza, right? Which again, in Cheres or hard plastic in the cemetery. And they are. Obviously, a safer Torah. It's a double portion admoid. A kamiya, a kamiya. We learned, we've learned this in Shabbos, for example, is an amulet that has Hashem's name on it that people use for scholars. A mezuzah, neviim, ksuvim, and any megillas as well. We're talking about on cloth, on parchment. Tfilin, tfilin, the bias shelroish, even without the actual parashas inside them. Obviously, the parishes inside them as well. So that's pretty much the only thing that actually requires real gniza, real burying in a cemetery, in a cheres, or hard plastic. And then we have what, what I'm calling the fake gniza, which is gniza, but it's not on such a high, high level. And that is uh, the the kamiya the case, the case that holds the amulet, an orinakodesh, the orinakodesh itself, benches, zemiris, the cover on the bima, not the plastic, the velvet cover that's embroidered with a nice design. Anything that Hashem's name, whether it's handwritten or printed. A mezuzah case, including the plastic. Uh, the plastic, thin plastic, you wrap around the mezuzah. You can't just chuck that out. You know, I've seen people do this. They're getting a new mezuzah, they chuck out the plastic. You know, the mezuzah will keep, obviously, with the plastic not. No, 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 it needs Geniza. Uh, the Sefer Torah accessories, like the Atzei Chaim. And the, 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 you know, the gartle that goes around for the glila, the bell, the crown, you know, forget about the fact of it's silver, you know, whatever, the, the yad, right, the yad, the, the pointer, whatever you want to call it, anything you have in there, all svarim, any safer in the world, whether it's printed with, with, with ink, whether it's printed with a laser, like we discussed yesterday, or whether it's a hardback, a softback, makes no enough gamina. Any binding as well of Sifrei Kodesh, tfilin of the Bayesh Shel Yad without the Parashias, um, the, the, the actual boxes, the, you know, the, um, the protective boxes around your Tfilin. Now, when you, when you open your Tfilin in the morning, you take them out the box. That actually requires Geniza. Okay, you can't just chuck that out, you can't just throw it in the bin. It actually requires Geniza. The velvet Tfilin bag. And obviously, any chidushe Torah that you will have, marmakomas, tests, anything that has, you know, chidushim or Torah in there, will require uh, regular shamans. Again, regular shamans means put it in the Shanky's bag, put it in a Ashrad bag, and put it anywhere and bury it anywhere without any burning whatsoever. However, let's move on a lower level, and that is a used mitzvah item. 
In other words, um, something that was used for a mitzvah, for example, a shofar or a lulav. Now, I used it for a mitzvah itself. I don't need it anymore. The lulav is finished. It's a lulav ayovish. And therefore, I can't use it anymore. So what do we do? So Lemaisa, there are some sheeters that hold it needs a regular geniza, and the Ramor is Meshabeah, someone that does. The halacha is that you can discard them in a dignified manner. So included in that is Arbaminim, Hishanas, the oil and the wicks that use for Hanukkah Manoah, a shofar, the schach, tzitzes, strings that were detached from the talus, but it doesn't actually need real geniza, a talus godl with tzitzes, and a talus cotton with tzitzes as well. All of these things can be, halacha lamaisa, yes, they could be put in geniza, and there's nothing wrong with putting them in geniza, but me'ika adin, it doesn't really need that, and you can sort of wrap them up and put them away in the garbage. Okay, you can't directly throw them into the garbage, but you can wrap them in one bag and you can put them with clean garbage, not with disgusting, horrible smelling stuff, but you can put them in that way. There is no problem with putting any of what I just told you, that list, over there. The same, what about, for example, Tashmish to Tashmish Kedusha, or Tashmish to Tashmish of Mitzvah items? So all of these things that are no longer usable in this case can be disposed of in any way whatsoever. However, the Gedolei Poiskim, the Kafachayim, for example, brings down that Lemaise is still better to do it, but often had covered. And included in that is a Kiddush cup, a Becha, that was used for Kiddush. Now, by the way, right, okay. A Bima, the Bima itself. The Bima cover the plastic over the velvet, a whole bookcase. People having their book, people having their houses, a bookcase of Svarim, they get a new delivery, they check out the old one. You can't just check it out. I mean, you have to know. You can, Me'ika Hadin, candlesticks that were used for Shabbos, leftover wicks, Hanukkah Menorah itself, the Asterisk box, Havdala candle, Havdala spices, the Lulav rings and the case, the nails that were used to fix the mezuzah on the doorposts, the Paroiches of Anorin HaKodesh, the Sukkah walls and the decoration, the Talus Godel without tzitzis, a Talus Cotton without tzitzis, a Talus Bag, that's the velvet one, and a Talus Bag, the plastic one. So all of these things, again, Me'ikadin, these are Tashmish, the Tashmish, the Kedusha and Mitzvah, and therefore they do not require any form of Geniza, but however, as I said to you, the Kavachayim brings from other postkim that it's Kedai, and it's nice for a person to do it in a covered it doesn't mean it's put it in Geniza, but you put it in a way uh, which we will describe in a moment when it comes to magazines and things like that. So, moving on to our Shiloh now, okay? So, okay, so we've, we've pretty much covered, I think if we went through our list, we've pretty much covered, I think, most things that people have Shilohs with, with a couple of things in between that I guess we can't get to everything. But our Ikah Shiloh of what we're doing over here is... What about newspapers? What about magazines? Mishpacha magazines and other things. They have Torah inside them. So yesterday we discussed going into the bathroom with them. What about Geniza? So there's a concept which we know uh, from Gemara's in Cholin, Avoidazora, Beitza, called Bittel Boroiv. Bittel Boroiv means that if I have the majority of one thing, that is Mavatl, the minority item, Right? Most famously, for example, Yeridea Semakufhe, for example, that talks about Bittel Barov by Issa. If you've got something treif, if you've got something treif, Yovish by Yovish, let's not go into Yovish and Lach, but Yovish by Yovish, right, you've got a whole bunch of, you know, dry things over there. All you need is Bittel Barov. As long as you've got 51 more pieces than the other one, then Halacha Lamaisa, it will be bottle. So the question over here is, could we say the same thing with a newspaper? Could we say by a newspaper or a magazine, 
rave of the newspaper, rave of the magazine is stories, news, politics. Good, there's a couple of pages of Torah. It's bottle by rave. Can we say that? Or can we not say that? That is the shine. And after all, Bittel over here, what will it help us? It will take away the Chiv of Gniza. I won't have to actually Gniza. I won't have to go and put those things in Shemus because it's bottle Barive. Now, bottle doesn't change the Chefetz. It doesn't change the Metzias. All it does is it removes the Issa. That's what's going on over here. Okay? So, basically, um... Basically, so that's the Shiloh over here. So I did see in some of the, you know, some of the poskim that you could say over here, if most of the magazine is considered to be non-Torah, therefore you should be, uh, you should be allowed to basically consider it a newspaper of Choyl. Chuck it in the bin. Chuck it in the garbage can. Because at the end of the day, it's no, there's no Ikatoya inside there over there. Now, the only problem is, which I don't want to go into now at this moment of time, and that is, um... There is a famous Rashba. There's a famous Rashba. The Rashba says that if, for example, you've got a bunch of meatballs and you know one of them is treif, 100% one is treif, 100% one meatball is treif, but I have another 56 meatballs. One is treif, 56 meatballs are kosher. Obviously, the whole thing is kosher, right? Bottle barive, right? No problem. Says the Rashba, am I allowed to eat all of the meatballs, all 57 meatballs, in one shot? Says the Rashba, no. Why not? Because then, for sure, I'm eating the Issa. If I just eat one, 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 one. So each one I could say, well, that one probably was the Issa, this one's the kosher one. I've already eaten this one, or maybe the next one's Issa, but this one's kosher. I could totally eat each one. But when I eat them all together, then I can't do that. Why am I telling you this, Lomdish? Because that's the same thing with the newspaper, or the magazine. If I'm taking the whole magazine, that Valde has Torah. Good, it's battle, but right. But when you throw the whole thing in the garbage can... You are vadai throwing out Torah. That's chashash number one. Problem number one. Problem number two is aim of atan isalachatchela. And problem number three is davashi eshlomatirin, which is what do you mean? Open up the magazine, pull out the Torah, and bob's your uncle. Off you go vaita. You can go figure it out. So without going into too much detail, because we're already, I think we're over our time already. Yes, we are. Um, but the Maisa, without going into too much detail, I want to tell you, the Gedolei Post can actually say that you can say Bittel Barov if it's difficult for you to locate the Torah, which it often is, to start looking and searching and finding. It's not necessarily a whole page. Sometimes it's a quote in the middle of a story, in the middle of somewhere, you know, a bit of chizik on, on, on you know, Corona, and they'll, give, they'll hit you with some, you know, with, with a chazal somewhere. I'm going to start reading the whole thing and checking it off, and every time I'm reading it, I mark it off, like with a marker saying, oh, oh, Geniza. I don't have to do that. When it's too difficult, which it often is, I'm not mechoyev to do so. And basically, some of the gedolei poskim, gedolei poskim, Rav Yashu paskin this way, Rav Chaim Kenyaski paskin this way, Rav Scheinberg paskin this way, Rav Shul Obach told me this way, Rav Vosna held this way, that anything that's not meyuchet for Torah, you are allowed to throw it out, but you should do it both and covered. But open covered means, and this is why I suggested to the guy that I told you had 66 Mishpacha magazines all waiting to be thrown out, but he didn't know what to do. For him to go through 66 Mishpacha magazines and check out all the Torah is going to take forever. We can't do that. So therefore, the Gdolei Post can hold that since the magazine is made for Divrei Choyl, so therefore the Torah inside is going to be bottle Barayv, and therefore put it in a bag 
then chuck it in the bin. Or, what you could do, and what I suggest for people also that want to throw out their, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, bookshelf, for example, that holds for him, or their lulav case, and all these things, don't put it in the bin yourself. Put it next to the garbage can. Let the goy come along and put it in. It's like a grommer, right? We'll learn Be'ez Hashem. Don't worry, guys. You're going to be zeicher to be with us for Shmita. We're going to talk all about this. This is where it gets very negay. Baruch Hashem. You guys have a major schus that you're going to be here. But, I mean, hopefully all of Kalal Yisrael, but Edson will be here, right, Avi? All of Kalal Yisrael will be in Eretz Yisrael for, 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 for Shmita. Mitzvah Hashem this year. We're just under a year to go. Uh, just over a year to go. And we're all going to be celebrating Shmita with Gans Kalal Yisrael and the Beis Hamidosh. But Rabbi Yisrael, let me let me just end with one last thing. There's a Mishnah in Pirkei Yavis where the Mishnah says, If a person is Mechabed Torah, His guf, his body, is Mechabed on everyone else. Anyone that has We know that the father of Rashi, how was Rashi born? Rashi. Who doesn't learn a world? Who doesn't look at a Rashi? On the Gemara. Everywhere there's Rashi. Rashi is gold. Can't, can't understand anything without Rashi. It's olive base. How did Rashi get born? What schus did his father have to have such a child? So we're all told that the father of Rashi would be very makbid of Kovadas for him. He would go over to the bookshelves, he would wipe off the dust off the bookshelf and of the svarim. He was extremely makbid on Kovadas svarim. He was informed in Hashemayim that because of this schus, because of the Kovadah Torah that he had for Svarim and for everything that represents Torah, he will have a son that lights up the world. And he had Rashi. Rabbi Sai Be'ezus Hashem, through learning these halachas, hopefully you have more of a sensitivity to the Kovadah Torah, which Be'ezus Hashem will be zoicha to be marbe in Kvod Shemayim Be'ezus Hashem.